All right, so how many, uh, after last week, went out and kind of pulled that up on Spotify or YouTube or anything? Anybody? Anybody? Look, you can, this is right here. Not this, not this. <laughs> this right here. Okay, uh, you know, just powerful, Jesus. Um, God's own mission. God's own mission, and uh, he invites us to join him in his mission. Uh, and the reality is, is that the, the mission is, is to let every single person know that God loves them and that uh, he has made a way for them to, to know the very purpose for their existence. And so here's just a reminder for all of us, no matter what your experience has been, you know, over the past week, months, you know, maybe a couple of years, Jesus loves you. And as a follower of Christ, sometimes Satan uh, comes in, he's, he's the accuser. And he's a liar, and he says, your life's messed up, and you gotta, you got to uh, do stuff you know, for yourself and, and pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and, and uh, you, you know, you, God's not happy with you, and you got to wait for the other shoe to drop, you know, all kind of stuff. And then so we, you know, if we're not real sure about this love relationship that God has for us, then we start striking out and kind of trying to make a life for ourselves. But as this song has said, Jesus is life. And so our, our process that we believe that God has invited us into and is to this time of, of true reflection that we can know what it is that he wants us to know about ourselves individually and about ourselves corporately. Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so uh, yet what we see a lot is, is a, a, a lot of, uh, of depression, we see a lot of division, we see a lot of pain, we see a lot of suffering, and so we're wondering, really, is that just a kind of a, a slogan, or is it for real? And, and Jesus wants us to know that it's for real, but he wants us to get to a place to where we can really be freely move with him. Now, the audible is when, is when Tom Brady gets up there and he looks out there and he sees what's going on with the defense. He's going, the play that we've got called is not going to work. We're going to have to change that play. Y'all understand now? Okay, that's the audible. So, in other words, we like to make our plans and kind of stick to it. So, some of us are, you know, more prone to that than, than others. It's like, check, check, check. But <clears throat> following Jesus is a constant audible. Does that make sense? It, it is like, okay, you know, you think this is what's going down for today, but let, if you're going to be following me, uh, that's what's most important. Uh, it's, it's not accomplishing something for me, or, or it's not, you know, living by a certain picture in my, my mind, but it's just following me. And so there's some adjustments that we have to make in order to truly follow him. And there's some baggage that... that uh, that we got to let go of in order to be free to follow him. And so that's the reason why we are here in this particular season uh, saying, all right, Lord, what do you want us to know individually and corporately, and what do you, what do you want us to do? And so first, he just says right there in Scripture, you know, humble yourselves, humble yourselves. Uh, and and uh, it's not just a one and done uh, today is going to be a humbling process as well uh, as, as we come and acknowledge that he is God and we're not and that, that he is saying, I want you to surrender absolute control of every aspect of your life to me uh, and, and so that you can know what true life truly is. 
So uh, he says, if you will humble yourselves and pray and pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will I will forgive your sins and I will heal your land. So here, here we are today on prayer. What, what does that really look like? You know, when it comes to prayer, you know, my prayer this week has been, God, what do you want us to know and, and, and what do you want us to do when it comes to this aspect of prayer? Well, you know, what prayer is not, it's not a ritual. Uh, but we can kind of get into rope praying. It's not a formula. Uh, it's not just some activity that, you know, we should do, you know, as Christians. Uh, but uh, we're going to be discussing this, you know, in our group time as well. But prayer is honest and relevant conversation with God. It's just being real. Honest, honest, uh, who knows honest, okay. Honest and relevant conversation with God. Relevant, Webster defines relevant as having significant bearing on the matters at hand. So we can't go in there and just pray this little prayer. Lord, I laid me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep that if I die, my sh-, you know, or even, even, even the, the model prayer, the Lord's prayer, you know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, we go there and we think that we prayed. That's not what he's saying here. If my people will humble themselves and pray, he said, I want you to have an honest, authentic, relevant conversation with me. And uh, that's talking to God, that's listening. Talking to God, listening. Talking to God, listening. And as we go through life, we get better and better and better at identifying uh, the voice of God, not the audible voice, but, you know, the voice of God as he speaks uh, softly to us about matters of life as he prompts us through his Holy Spirit or whatever the case is. And, you know, the longer we walk with him, the more we'll be able to identify, well, no, that's, that's thinking, thinking. No, that's, that's the devil trying to put something in my mind. Or, or yeah, that's what somebody told me that, uh, who I was a long time ago and is coming back to kind of crowd it. No, no, that's not, that's not from God. Honest, relevant, talking with God. Talking and listening. So, another aspect of prayer is that it is a declaration of my dependence on God's grace. When, I, when he's saying, I want you, prayer is you coming to declare your dependence on me. For what? For every aspect of life. For it's in Jesus that we live and move and have our being. I, I'm pray, I am dependent on God uh, for my well-being. I'm dependent on God for my relationships. I'm dependent on God on my business or my work. On, on, I'm dependent on God for what happens with my children. I'm dependent on God for my money, my activities, my vacations, everything. I'm declaring dependence on God, my dependence on God and my desire to know and do His will. Uh, it's through prayer that we position ourselves. We position ourselves to encounter God. It's through prayer that we position ourselves to be empowered by His Holy Spirit. It's through prayer that we position ourselves to be uh, equipped and strengthened by Jesus Christ as a follower of his. It, it, we, it's, it's getting into position uh, for all that needs to happen to happen. And so it doesn't happen apart from us being very deliberate and very intentional in our honest, relevant conversations with God. Does that make sense? So, yay God. And, and here's the other thing. Here's the other beautiful thing. It positions ourselves, you know, to be healed. 
And, and that's what we're asking for. And that's what he says here. It, and, and James speaks of that. He goes, you know, anybody sick, you know, or in trouble or that kind of stuff, you know, you call other folks. And here's what he says. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. It's throughout this process that I've said, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's the reason we need to be in groups. That's the reason that, that we need to be sharing not only honestly with God, relevance with God, but honestly and relevant stuff with one another. Yes, we can, we can address the fact that the bulldogs continue their little powerhouse kind of stuff. We can talk about that. Yes, we can say our deep sorrow about the fact that the Braves are done for this year. Now, you know, it's, we, we can talk, but we don't stop there. We don't stop there. And part of the problem, our personal weakness, and part of the problem as far as the weakness of the church of Jesus Christ in America today is that we, we might study a few verses, but we don't really talk about the deep things. One of the biggest challenges you're going to have here today is, is, is what we're going to be talking about as we're talking about prayer is, and is, is, is being obedient and doing what this verse says. James 5.16, write it down. James 5.16, write it down somewhere. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. So we're, 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 in this, we're on this journey to where we're going to develop relationships and have this true safe places that we can say, hey, you know, God's kind of pointed out that part of the problem, you know, with my relationships, I've been so selfish and self-centered. Hey, would you pray for me? Because I've been, I've been striking out in anger to my spouse. I mean, I'm just, would you pray for my attitude? Uh, would, would you pray? I've got this hang-up. <laughs> I've got this habit that is keeping me from experiencing the abundant life. That's a tough one. But in order for us to, to know what God wants us to know and do what it is that God wants us to do, that's where it comes down to. So that we can keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and live a life in which other people will be attracted to and, and other people will come to experience him. So it's, saying it's important to pray individually and it's important for us to pray together. And uh, again, not just rote prayers, but just pray, pray, pray. Here, Acts 2.42, it says, you know, the early church, the reason they were able to turn the world upside down for Jesus was, it says, they were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles, to the fellowship, to eating meals together. I like that part. We're good at that one. But, and to prayer. They were continually coming together to pray. You're going to be doing that in your group time together. We're going, we're, we had last Sunday and this Sunday, I think that we're uh, that each Sunday there's going to be an opportunity for us to come here at the end of the service and to pray. Whatever God's putting you, we're, we're prioritizing this this honest and relevant conversation with God. Talking, listening, talking, listening. So, yay, God. All right, so 
again, it's not just hydroplaning over the stuff and, and doing the niceties and things of that nature. And, you know, it's like when we came in, probably say, hey, hey, how you doing? Good. Well, the reality is, is that, you know, I just had a big argument, you know, on the way in here. Uh, and, and, you know, I know that I know I know that we can't go into to, to the real thing with every time somebody greets us or something like that. But we can get in the habit of not being real if we're not careful. I mean, because this is, this is just a sign of not humbling ourselves because it is a demonstration of self-protection, self-allegiance, you know. And, and yet, God says, I want you to pray together, and I want you to, you know, pray with me. So it's being real, being real, being real. If my people called by my name will humble themselves in prayer. So here's kind of, here's kind of and we're going to be talking about this, but here's kind of laying it out. Uh, you know, prayer covers a lot of stuff, but I'm going to share with you, and, and you've got it in your guide, your, your uh, let's talk it over discussion guide, group guide. You know, it's the acts of prayer. This is something that, you know, I learned a long time ago. To, and it just, it's just kind of like a railroad track, you know, laying out some tracks so you can, can move. And, and, and those acts of prayer is adoration or acknowledgement or adoration. Uh, it is confession. The T stands for? Thanksgiving, and the S stands for, this is a big word, this is supplication. Huh. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. So, um, I, I really believe that it is essential, essential that we understand, number one, this acknowledgement and this adoration aspect. Otherwise, we're going to minimize God. We're, you know, the problem is that so many of us create a God in our own image, a God that kind of feeds, you know, our need and what it is I don't want to do. And, you know, we created Jesus in, in, in our image uh, rather than us bowing and humbling ourselves before him, but acknowledging who he truly is, God the Father. Uh, and Jesus says, even in, the, in teaching his disciples and us following that lady, he says, this is what, this is what you pray. It's, you say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God you are majestic. God, you are all-powerful. You are all-knowing. God, and you are everywhere. God, you are able. You are God the Father. You are Abba Father, my Father. You love me. You love me. Even with all my mess up, you love me, and you have my best interest at heart. So it's just remembering God God is sovereign. God has created us for a relationship with him. Remembering that God has created every person that we lock eyes with out there. He's created them for a relationship with him. And yet there's so much, so much happening out there that's distracting people from knowing that. Not even knowing their need. My mom went into, my mom went into she had a, uh, a few little aches and pains. And this was, uh, in, I think it was the early 90s. And, and a, a little cough, and so she went into the doctor to kind of check out, you know, maybe get some cough medicine or something like that. And, and she wasn't aware that, that her body was filled up with cancer. We can be that way. We, we, can, we can be go, going our, our, our merry way and not knowing there's something in there that is eating life away from us and killing us. So we're coming to say, God, you are God, and I'm not. Abba, Father, you love me, and you've got a plan for my life. 
acknowledging who Jesus is, that he is our advocate, you know, that he, he said to his disciples before he ascended into heaven, all authority has been given to me. All authority. You've been settling, you've been settling for, for this uh, toxic relationship. You've been settling for, for this view of yourself. He said, listen, I have all authority. Come, come to me. And I will give you rest. The Holy Spirit. Uh, we, Romans, Paul tells us, he said, you know, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So, so we're saying, okay, I, I'm coming, I'm saying the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, I'm coming to acknowledge who you are. How is it that you want this conversation to go? Now, so often, you know, if, we're, if we've got problems, we've got needs, or we've got agendas, or stuff like this, we know exactly. Here are the things that's really important to me that I want to take care of. God, I need this, and God, would you do this, and, and would you fix my wife, and uh, would you, Lord, do this for my kids, and I need this business deal over here. I, g give me favor, give me favor, give me favor. Lord, they're sick. Oh, Lord, you know my, oh, oh, God, bring here. Uh, and so we go into all that, and so we've got our deal, but... But let me challenge us. Let me challenge us here. When it comes, he says, if my people will humble themselves and pray, it's like, God, I'm coming to you. You're the God of the universe. How do you want this conversation to go? And, and, and for some of you, he said, I, I, I want you to just spend some time right here in adoration because obviously... It's been a long time since you've come to me or you've been, you know, throwing out this little rope prayer. You need to understand who I am. I want you to just come. And if you, want, if, you want to get, if you want to get a good dose of as far as understanding God and, and, and his majesty and all this, you know, get in the Psalms. Read the Psalms. You know, the psalmist and King David is just like, like I've seen God move the mountains. He may say, hey, let's, you're good, you know who I am, but now let's spend some time on confession. Because, see, Mike, you can't be right with me uh, when you're not right with others, and there's some stuff that's going on. And, God, Mike, you, you can't be right with me if, you're, if you are not humbling yourself and you are forcing your agenda and you're going, this is what's important to me. And God said, well, no, 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 no. God's work done God's way never lacks God's resources and supplies. So it, 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 it may be confession. And I think that for such a time as this, what God has called us to is just to, to agree with God concerning what it is that he is doing. It's admitting my need for him. Again, positioning myself in absolute dependence on him. And then let him reveal what's going on in my life. There's a couple of scriptures here that, that uh, you can look at on your outline uh, that you have. But under confession, that first, that first uh, passage out of Psalm 32, 3-5. Here's David, you know, when he had just kind of done his thing, done his way. Here's what he says. He says, when I refuse to confess my sin, my body wasted away. Ever wondered why there's so many aches and pains? Ever, ever, ever wondered, you know, that like, did you know that there's a direct correlation with our relationship with God, with our physical lives? 
He says, my, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength was evaporated like water in the summer heat. He's saying, it impacted me when I just didn't admit and agree with God that, hey, this is wrong. It impacted my life. It, it, it sucked the life out of me. He says, but finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me, and all my guilt is gone. There's liberation. Look at this next psalm, Psalm 40, King David again. He says, my sins have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. And for some of you, that's not many. And my heart fails within me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. It's saying we're blind. <laughs> we, we're thinking, this is the way I need to go and this is what I mean. He said, no, you, you, can't, you can't even see the truth. You don't see the truth about you. You don't see the truth about others. Why? Because there's unconfessed sin. So here, here's our homework. This is exciting. This week, I'm challenging you to start a sin list. Start a sin list. Because what God wants to do is he wants you and me to experience the absolute freedom of being right in our relationship with him and, and right with others. Start a sin list. And here's the way it works. <laughs> each day, you can talk about it in group, but each day, just, find, just get in wherever it is. Get your cup of coffee or whatever. You know, and, and uh, get your, maybe get your Bible and have it right there and just say, all right, Lord, let's, let's get all this cleaned up. Let's have a thorough cleaning right here. Just point out, just right now, Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit, it's your job to reveal and to convict and, and to, to make us aware of how offensive some things or attitudes or behaviors are in our life to God and to others. So just show me. And then he'll, he'll point out, he'll say, he'll point out a conversation you had last Wednesday whenever you, you gossip about somebody. And you say, and here's what you do. Write it down and say, God, that was wrong. I agree with you. It's just agree with him on that. God, that was wrong. I agree with you. Empower me, Jesus. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he'll point out that, uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you cheated on that test. Um, or whatever it is, just ask him and start that sin list. And then, and then at the, uh, just and faithfully do this because what he says here, <coughs> God forgives us. And our guilt is gone. And when we, as the uh, uh, in Proverbs says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. There is mercy. There is freedom. There is liberty. Don't be what Jesus 
was addressing to those religious people. He says, Ye are they who justify yourselves among men. That which is highly esteemed among men is abomination to me. Don't, don't justify yourself. If he points it out, write it down. And at the, at the, end, at the end of the week, probably, probably maybe next Sunday, just burn it. Here's what I wanted to do. Here's what I, here's what I wanted to do. And I, I'm, I'm afraid that some of us, I'd love for you to write it down and then, you know, staple it all together, do whatever. It, but I would love next, next Sunday at the beginning of the service to have a cross up here and you just come. And as a reminder that Jesus says, every one of your sins are canceled whenever you come and just trust Jesus. And then after that, what I'd like to do is, is, is have a big barrel out there and because I know there's going to be sheets and sheets and sheets. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, just have a bucket out there and let's burn it. As a visual and as, hey, we're, posh, we're positioning ourselves to say, I'm trusting what he says. You're going, well, that don't make no sense. Uh, this is what God says. Just confess them. And then he removes them as far as the east is from the west. Anything we can do to help us see that Jesus is life. So stay tuned as far as that. But I'm not going to see your list. And you're definitely not going to see my list, okay? We're in agreement on that? Y'all good? Because, see, my list has about this attitude I have about some of you. <laughs> and I don't want you to see that. You pray for me. Okay. So we got it? Get it? You say, got it? Okay, get it? Okay, good. That's what we're doing. Um, all right, so we've just processed through that right there and just spend whatever time to let God just kind of clean us up and then just say, anything else you want to do there? Lord, anything else? He said, yeah, I want you to move on to some thanksgiving, you know. Uh, and you go, okay, I, I want to express my gratitude toward you. Uh, the psalmist says, praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. Over and over and over, there's opportunities for us to come and give thanks. Don't be like the nine leopards who got Jesus healed, and then only one came back. He goes, where's Where's the other nine? Oh, that's a pretty good indication. If we're, not, if we're not regularly just saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, it's a real good indication that we are self-absorbed and we are selfish and we are not humbling ourselves before the Lord. It's like, I got it and I'm keeping on going because you just serve, you just help me get what I want. But that's not following Jesus. Regularly thanking God for what he's doing in our lives. And then, there's, then, and then there's a time for supplication. So there, there, there's a lot before that. And that's asking earnestly and humbly. Uh, hey, Lord, will you fix Felicia? That's not asking earnestly and humbly. Uh, God, would you take care of this situation? That's not asking earnestly and humbly. Let's not kid ourselves. It's whenever we are, we are broken. And over over situations and, and God helps us to see it as helps us to see it as he sees it. You think that's just a little little disagreement or whatever, but what it is is toxic and it leads to division and it's a cancer. We ask him. 
Paul says, my God will liberally supply your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Wow. Lord, what is it? He wants, he wants to meet that need. He wants you to know that he is Abba Father. And just as you love to meet the needs of your children, he wants to meet that need. But it's not always going to give you, give you what you want, right? We know that. We know that. But as we get to know him better as Abba Father, then we're going to be okay saying, okay, I did want the car keys at, at five years old, but now I understand why you didn't give them to me. Yeah, I did, I did want this to happen, but now I understand because you are my good, good father. So he wants to meet those needs, but he also wants to meet your needs as a follower of his. And as a follower of his, he says, you know, I have called you as my disciple to be salt and light in the world in which you live. It's not all about you. It's not, it's about me and my glory. Is God, you know, say, you know, here's a prayer, God. Are you getting the glory from all this money that I'm making? God, are you getting the glory for these friendships and relationships I've got? God, are you getting the glory through my lifestyle? Are you getting the glory? That's, that's, that's a prayer of supplication. Another prayer is like, God, what's really on your heart? I know what's on mine. But God, what's on your heart? Who's on your heart? God, who, who in, in, in my day-to-day -day, will I have an opportunity to just tell about my friend Jesus. I'm not trying to get anybody religious. I don't want to do that. But I want to tell them about my friend, my Savior, Jesus. Maybe it's praying for boldness, whatever. But it's, it's coming. This is, this, is, this, is, this is what he's talking about. It's not a religious act. He said, I want, to, I want you to come and bring your life. And I want you to lay it before me and I want to bring cleansing and freedom and hope. And I want to do such a work in you that as we come together as the body of Christ that we're shining like, what does it say? Stars in the universe. Instead of people looking at the church and going, don't need that. Don't need that. I've had enough judgment in my life. I've had enough condemnation in my life. I've had enough religion. No. Here's his promise. Here's his promise for me and you. If my people, and we're just talking about right here, right here, right now. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked, God-forgetting ways, I will hear, I will forgive, and I will bring healing and restoration. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're begging God for. Would you pray with me? Father God, we just thank you so much that uh, for your mercy that you've allowed us um, to just break out of the norm or the routine and just allow you to lead us in, in this time. 
And Lord, right now, we, we want to just bow before you. No, don't matter how, what our feelings are, we're going to choose. We're going to choose to humble ourselves. We're going to choose to pray and allow you to speak your healing, your freedom, your love in our lives. Lord, we're going to make room for you. What's on your heart? And we're saying, start with me, start with us right now. We pray. In the wonderful, matchless name of Jesus. Amen.